welcome to a very special episode of Hook Cooks. I am Mitch, your humble homebrewed monster chef, and tonight in the kitchen of creativity, the plot thickens. Seriously, I added way too much corn flour to this plot, and it's like stirring concrete. Send help. My arms are so very tired. Co-hosts, I call for aid. My name is Dishbot. Tonight I'll be playing the role of Jack. As you guys know, I've been getting into acting recently, and I'm, I'm proud to announce that I've scored the lead role in my community theater's production of Oklahoma. Uh, on an unrelated note, if any of you know an efficient way to break some legs, it keeps coming up in conversation. I, um, I'm going to make sure that we never teach you how to break legs. I'm mm. Connor, your larder critter. I've been learning how to fight uh, wildfires, but my punches seem to do nothing. Um, we have a guest here in the kitchen tonight, Mitch, a little fanfare. Yes, we are joined tonight by none other than Chill Bill, king of the podcasting hill, co-host of Escape This Podcast, a show wherein, if I understand it, Bill, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you kidnap people, lock them in a dungeon of the mind, and then record their frantic escape attempts for fun and profit? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And on that note... Uh, I think heel on one chair, hip on another chair, a lot of weight through the middle. You can snap that yeah. leg in half. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. That's actually all I've been looking for. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, so uh, I have I have uh, a two two major podcasts. Uh, so I do Escape This Podcast, where we get guests on and we have them play through an audio escape room. So it's sort of like an escape room mixed with like a like a D and D game. Uh, there's no rules. There's just a lot of puzzles. Uh, and then we also have another show called Solve This Murder, where we don't invite guests on. It's just uh, myself and my partner. And one of us writes a or creates a full murder mystery. And then the other person has to take on the role of detective and try and solve it, which is very hard because usually when you write a murder mystery, you make the detective make the decisions that keeps the plot moving at an appropriate speed. It's much harder when you have no control over the person <laughs> investigating. Oh, yeah. No, that sounds terrifying. I've tried to run a, a tabletop murder mystery, and the um, players just aren't as smart as your detective is in your imagination. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's quite a balance to, to make it work, but once you get it, uh, we, we, it's, it's going quite smoothly now. So, sure, uh, I'll tell you, it, we've certainly turned to the right person to learn how to break legs, a murder mystery <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> You've it. probably imagined a million ways in which the human body can be foiled. Um, mm. I'm excited, as always I am, to dive into a pre-prepared prompt from, well, usually our producer Vinny, but today our guest Bill, and we'll turn that into a powerful, palpable, and sometimes pulsating radio play segment that we call The Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and or cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt, chefs, BFFs, and guests, Let's get cooking. What are we working with tonight, Bill? Please reveal your prompt. Fire and dice. That is fire and dice. Fire and dice. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Well, I'm. Fire I'm. And dice. Don't mind fire and dice. Obviously, evoking uh, the song of fire and ice, the uh, Game of Thrones, the show that had the best ending that everybody loved. If there is uh, some fire and dice submissions, some best before yesterday's, the worst, the first. Jack, what was the very first thing that you thought of when you got fire and dice? We usually like to start the show by getting out all our horrible, horrible ideas. Yeah. Just yeah. to try and sort of cleanse the water. I suppose, yeah, really hook the listener. Before we get into the good stuff. Mm. So 
We don't want to muddy up whatever you've got with this <laughs> filth that I'm about to spit out of my mouth. Um, so here we go. Fire and dice. Cat stuck up a tree? Can't figure out how to beat a demigorgon? Contact your local fire and dice department today for all your munici- municipal service slash tabletop RPG needs. Your calls are equally important to us, regardless of whether your local area is ablaze in an all-consuming wildfire that threatens to utterly destroy your treasured family home, or if you can't remember how many spell slots your level 3 wizard has. Get in quick, because we only have a single landline, and our operator is contractually obligated to take a 15-minute smoke break every half an hour. The fire and dice department. It's a critical hit! (laughs) Amazing. I mean... So that's an example of a bad idea. (laughs) Sounds sounds like my bloody local government, am I right? Bloody... Yeah. Yeah? Bloody this can't was, get Hold there. on, wait. No, that has the flavor of a relatable complaint, but what's your complaint there? Oh, but, local government. They're always helping people out, but also playing games. They, you know? they, too interested in tabletop games is my local government. Yeah. Oh, you know, you turn up to a local meeting, you think, what's going on the agenda today? And it turns out there's just four hours of the minds of Fandelva. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A campaign I've already That's run. It. I've already played that one. <laughs> I can't believe my taxpayer money is going to <laughs> mines of Fandelva. How many bloody monster manuals have I paid for? Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I excellent departmental uh, submission. Um, mm. I will continue to hope that my local government does actually continue to function without a fire and dice department. Um, yeah, but just the hey, fire department. Just the fire department. I like that they've kind of got a singular vision for what they do down yeah. at the fire department. So. Mm. You know, good pitch though. Mitch, what have you got? What have I got indeed? Okay, Fire and Dice. This is the reboot to the failed reality TV show The Apprentice. But instead of getting fired based on KPIs and performance reviews or whatever on earth that show was about, everyone just plays D&D in Trump Tower and Donald Trump builds a whole lot of really in-depth encounters about getting out of legal trouble for trying to steal elections. (laughs) (laughs) Is okay. Let me just dig down on this really quick. <laughs> Please do, because I is, have a whole world. Is your tabletop adventure here? Donald Trump is the DM. Yep. And he is like getting his quote unquote players to escape impeachment. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, he's the, he's like, oh, look, you know, you've been charged with. Spot on uh, accent. Trying it's, to murder yeah. the king. I, I was like, am I going to do an accent? Yeah, no, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, you weren't sure, you, op- were you? you open the treasure room. There's goblins. Lots of goblins. <laughs> goblins everywhere. The biggest goblins. <laughs> the biggest goblins you've ever seen. No one even knows how big these goblins are. They're so big. And they say, hey, you, you've committed election fraud. You're going to jail for a long time. What do you do? Go. And then he takes very furious notes. Yeah, and then his lawyer. So he gets he gets very famous lawyers to play this D and D game, and he takes lots of notes to figure out what they would do. It's a I mean, no one will represent him anymore. So this is a it's a, it's it's a very, very tricky legal, very like clever way yeah. to get lawyers to give him free impeachment. I advice. don't need legal advice. I just want you to come and play my D and D game. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Not bad. Not <laughs> bad. I'm glad that someone here can do even remotely a Donald Trump bill. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> a good I, I, I do think not I have got the there. Strength. I just needed Bill to, you know. You have to warm <laughs> yeah. up into it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have someone there to lift you. A model. You know? I need a model, you know. 
Uh, well, now with the best before yesterday's behind us in the rear view mirror, please, let's proceed to the good stuff. Bill, uh, with yours being the cherry on top, we'll leave that until these two have presented their slabs. Go ahead and slap down your submission onto the cutting board here. What have you got for your meat and potatoes? Alrighty. It wasn't meant to go this way. You're in a streak. You had the hot hand, throwing dice like bombs and making money for jam. But the table works in mysterious ways sometimes, and, well, surprise, surprise, you lost it all in a flash. Lucky for you, though, you were shooting at the Fire and Dice Casino, and they offer some unconventional payment methods. A signature here, a splash of blood there, an eldritch prayer to top it all off, and you're back in the game, baby. Then, first roll, Snake Eyes. It wasn't meant to go this way, but it did. And now the casino's head honcho has got his grubby mitts all over your soul, and you're going to spend the rest of eternity dealing blackjack and cleaning spilt drinks. That is, unless you can do what you do best. Figure out a way to take back what's yours. Maybe make a little scratch on the side. It's <laughs> time. Ooh, fire and dice. <laughs> so is it a cowboy like... heist? It could, yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, Thoughts? Okay, so warlock casino situation. Yeah, Cuphead kind of cross Ocean's Eleven is what I was thinking. I did get a, I did get a, a faint whiff of the the game Cuphead there. Yeah, Bill, yeah. what are we thinking about uh, Jack's uh, selling his soul to win at the casino here? I do like so you and you say there's a heist at the end. Yeah, you got to heist back your soul. I do like we have that. A... It's the it's the uh, the next step upon uh, of, of wordplay. Yeah. Fire and ice, fire and dice, fire and heist. It's just it keeps going. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can't st- you cannot stop. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, um, I would like to see how those dice roll out. But before we see what comes up, uh, we've got a few ideas to get through. Mitch, uh, go ahead and hit us with your meat and potatoes. Gladly. Some say the world will end in fire. Some say in dice. (laughs) The TTRPG live play wars of the 21st century took us all by surprise. We should have known better. Power craves a vacuum. The year's 2050. After 25 long seasons, Critical Role finally ends, and a bloody battle to claim the fragments of their supremacy begins at a lowly Gen Con booth before growing to consume nations. You are there in subpar cosplay when the first sharpened D4s claim their victims, when convention security rolls a natty one, and when the septuagenarian Matt Mercer and Brennan Lee Mulligan fail to show at the peace talks due to bad hips or possibly sabotage, chaos ensues and grows like a ladder. You have a choice. Climb and lead or run and hide. It's time to roll the dice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So in this one, you're running a like online <laughs> role playing podcast. Is that? It's like a, is that what you're positing a live play. I'm podcast? sort of positing that what happens here, and you know, like I maybe have over dramatized it, but I'm feeling like <laughs> the um, the paintball community episode sort of vibes yeah. set at a like tabletop convention. It's like a LARP war competing between groups of like like D&D player teams or tabletop role-playing teams that just like okay. spills out and takes over the whole... Uh, so like a world. SWAT team kicks in the window and they're like, lightning bolt, lightning yeah. bolt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if a SWAT team would kick in the window, I don't know whether that would happen, but I mean, hey, that's up for, you know, the cooks of hooks to 
to mm. decide. <laughs> uh, no, Bill, uh, 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 talk to me. Um, Mitch has presented us with a tabletop uh, power vacuum wall that spills out uh, across the plains. Um, you've got a bit of experience, like you said, doing D&D adjacent-esque adventures. Uh, how do you see this one going down? You know, it's, it is one of those... My, my first thought when I hear tabletop wall is just like, it's, it's D&D and it's like, Pathfinder having a war. Warhammer comes out, yeah. Welcome to the little old... We've been neutral this entire time. Welcome to the lasers and feelings table. Uh, we use D6s. I've, this is a strange... It's 18 D12s. That's all we have. You're scaring honey heist. Come on. There's some people playing, like, guess who in the corner, shivering. But yes, um... Uh, we, we now have a few of the meat and potatoes slapped down, but it is time for the cherry on top, as I referred to it. Bill, would you please let us know what your submission is? Okay. All right. I don't have it written, but I was thinking about it this morning. So let's try it. Let's try it. Mm, yes. <clears throat> captain, he's gaining on us. We can't get the ship fast enough. The ship captain looks out over the starboard bow, trying not to show the fear on his face. So the crew stays strong, but he sees it flying its black flag, a skull and crossbones emblazoned across a bone-white D6, sailing towards them. A terrible, terrible pirate ship. He sees a sudden burst of flame come out of the cannons, and what feels like an eternity but must only be a heartbeat later, cannon fire erupts, the hull shatters. Eventually, the ship draws closer and closer. Grappling hooks crunch over the balustrade of the ship and the two crush together in a groan and creak of wooden hulls. The pirates swarm overboard. They start attacking everybody. Chaos erupts. Soon, pirates are milling about looting. Most of the crew lies dead on the deck, but six are left with their arms tied behind their backs, kneeling on the poop deck. Bit of levity in the middle for you. (laughs) Appreciate it. We hear a kunk, kunk, as the wooden leg of a large coated man in a tricorn hat moves across the deck. And we hear the crick, crick, crick of something, something in his hand, but we don't know what. There'll be six of you left on this boat. One, two, three, four, five. And as he approaches the captain, six. By the end of today, Five of you will be dead, but one, one will survive. You'll leave in a boat and you'll take the message of your destruction back to the rest of the islands around here. To let them know that the crew of the Rolling Bones is coming for them all. And Captain Pip will have their heads. (laughs) Captain, (laughs) hold out your hand. And he does. And suddenly we hear the crick, crick, stop. And dropped into the hand of the captain is a white D6 carved from human bone. Roll for your life. <laughs> and that's the end of my bit. That's my submission. <laughs> Rolling bones. Yeah. Captain Pip. Gotta die. <laughs> and and by the way, you tell Matt Mercer that we're coming for him. <laughs> Captain Captain Pip and the Rollin' Bones does sound like a really great name also for a live play pirate themed like Curse of Monkey Island vibe. Yeah. Tabletop it really game. Does. It's so it does sound like a <laughs> or like a or like a late 90s ska band. 
Yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah, uh, we've got the the, the uh, cherry pop and daddies and Captain Pip and the Rolling Bones. <laughs> yeah, they can be they can be headlining at the at the casino. Yeah, well, okay. Um, <laughs> got a residency. The, um, if we could continue to combine them, let's make it a high seas adventure because I love that, and let's make mm. one of the opposing ships a casino. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like a cruise ship kind of casino. Yeah, each boat. each of the different ships will have their like their their theme. So we've got a pirate ship. It looks like a pirate ass pirate ship, right? But yeah. let's say that this is so distant in the future that climate change has raised all the waters. Mm, right? So very distant in the and, future. And, and, and it's a fight over the last <laughs> really piece of landmass, which of course would be the last steady table. <laughs> That's oh, it. A great yeah. point. Yeah. Now I do <laughs> I do worry that we're just gonna make Waterworld. No, that's a fear. Yeah. Why would that be a fear? <laughs> the film, the the perfect film, Waterworld. I I am very happy to walk in Kevin Spacey's shoes and visit Whoa, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, let me run that right the heck back. Um, uh, if there's one music- thing we know is that he loves everything Spacey's done. If he could do every single action Kevin Spacey's yeah. ever done, he'd do it without, without any flaws. With no flaws. That's what I often hear Connor say about Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Weirdly, he never used to say that, only in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of a recent sort of love that, that Connor is born. Case. I'm actually I'm really glad you're here for this, Bill, because we do need one more for the intervention. Yeah. It's a yeah. Kevin intervention. No. Kevin intervention. You can't do it to me. Listen, I meant Kevin Costner's fantastic classic Waterworld, <laughs> a perfect epic. We have a casino. Let's say they represent your old school dice games, right? What other dice yeah. games might we have? We've got a D&D ship, sure. We could probably swing that, right? You've got your Rollin' Bone ship. They represent your Liar's Dice, all your old school dice games. Nice. Lovely. What, what, what's the D&D ship? Is it just bad cosplay? Like, what, what, what do we got there? There's a beholder sitting in the crow's nest. <laughs> is it an actual paper beholder mache. or a person dressed in a, as a paper mache it's, beholder it's a maybe paper mache beholder yeah. with one yeah. guy in the, one of the eyes is moving around and it's a it's a little looking, looking <laughs> a, a little, 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 little periscope it's just like someone's just taken the monster manual and just like spread it across this ship. Look, this would be mm. that would be beautiful except for the moment when this poor fella in um a paper mache ball has to climb down from a crow's nest. I No, the crow's nest is the beholder. <laughs> yeah, he crawls up he into crawls it, right? He crawls into the beholder. Oh, okay, he looks around. Cute. It's, it's cute. got a place to look in all directions because all the eyes are going everywhere. <laughs> You're, that's that's, that's actually pretty good uh, set building. Let's keep yeah. it going then. Well, you've got a beholder, a classic piece of D&D. Mm. What else is classic D&D that you absolutely I mean, must include? Dragons and dungeons, right? So you've got to have a dungeon in there. So <laughs> yeah, below yeah, the deck yeah, is a dungeon. Deck, one big dungeon. And yeah. the ship is just a dragon. Easy. This was pretty easy. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. So so simple. So simple. And the, and the front of the ship is like the the masthead is like built up into like a battering ram, so that when the ships come together, there is just a lot of crunch. Um, yeah. What other tabletop games could we represent in this nation? This war. Let's just get a few off the dome, and then we'll start thinking more specifics. All right. I've got. I've got a ship. Full of Roman centurions, okay, led yeah. by Julius Caesar, who just all the time is just like the die has been cast as he crosses the Rubicon. <laughs> that's, just, that's 
Just that. <laughs> it's my That's, most classical just, die reference. Out of lost out of time and space. <laughs> Whatever you're looking at. Rubicons after all the yeah. water is one giant <laughs> Rubicon for him to cross. A die is cast. That's all he can say. <laughs> the die is cast. The die okay. is cast. Um, I would say a very, very tenuous dice-based link for Julius it's here. It's the oldest yeah. quote based on dice that we have. <laughs> and it, we it does belong it. here in this tabletop role-playing museum episode that we... Uh, I'm, I'm putting my hand up for an empty uh, ship that was for Monopoly, but everyone's killed each yep. other, yep. arguing <laughs> over money and land. Monopoly, yeah. It's um, just there's yeah. one flipped over a board in the middle and it's just bodies. <laughs> just blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, I want that. bit of a bloody bit of bloody metaphor for bloody late stage capitalism, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm local. We government. love a metaphor for late stage yep. capitalism here. <laughs> I, I has two loves. Metaphors of late stage capitalism <laughs> and Kevin Spacey. He <laughs> <laughs> won't show no! up. No! <laughs> the more we reference it, the less you can edit it out. I know! Exactly. It's not yeah. a, oh, you've got an editor's mind. You're too much <laughs> power. Stitching it into the fabric of the piece. But yeah, no, I, I, okay, so we've got a few interesting ships. I've got mm-hmm. to have the Monopoly ship. Got to have Captain Pippin, um, the yeah. holy roll, the holy rollers, <laughs> the rolling bones, the rolling bones, <laughs> the rolling yeah. bones. They're uh, the liars dice. That's good. Maybe the um, holy rollers are your your casino. The holy Roman Empire. Okay, the so holy- the holy Roman Empire, <laughs> made by Charlemagne. Uh, he's been he's been given he's been given a, a, a t- title from the Pope. To no. be the to call his new Germanic Empire the Roman Empire, very true. He can use it to to control Western Europe. Yeah, he has a boat. Yes, Charlemagne <laughs> has a boat. Charlemagne has a boat. A different. His name's it's Redbeard. That's it's... a pirate name. <laughs> I'm Redbeard from the Holy Roman. He's got a Empire. red beard. Yeah. There love... isn't even no one, one ever nice saw Charlemagne and Redbeard in the same room. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> exactly. Am exactly. I right? What good. about what about some kind of boat? That is like in a big plastic dome, and every now and then you push it down, and then it flies into the air and flips around. We have the I, trouble I, boat. I mean, I don't. Or the sorry boat. I think that, they had the same. That pop would up. be on a table. So I think this That's still fits our tabletop. It's um, classic. This is okay. Based. So we've got we've we've got we've got several boats. Um, there's yep. a, a whole bunch of them in this war, right? But we need a couple to focus on for our story. We'll be focusing on Captain Pip and the Rolling Bones. We'll focus mm-hmm. on I'm calling it the Holy Roller, which is the casino. Um, yep. And uh, one last one, Mitch. Since you're the third representative, your vote. Do you want the empty Monopoly boat? What do you want? I yeah, it's got to be the empty Monopoly boat. All I right, think. maybe they're zombies or something. We'll figure it out. Ghost, okay, ghost ship, ghost ship. It's a the, ghost ship. It's the, amazing. Yeah. Monopoly the aftermath, players. the monopolian, oh, the monopolian aftermath, the yeah. monopolian aftermath. <laughs> no, that sounds like a condition that you shouldn't have mentioned on air. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay. like my love of a certain actor. <laughs> yeah, got, wow. Uh, anyway, um, moving right what's along. the what's the three line here, right? Like, what are we exactly? You know, what's the story? Work, right. So, is it uh, we want a heist, right? Well, I I really like that idea of them trying to find the only flat ground, like. Okay. I think I think as like a as a sort of a point to move towards throughout the plot, that's really good. Yep. Uh, and maybe what we're doing is we're following Captain Pitt as he goes around and and destroys these other 
boats. Like he has like sort of conflict. Cool. Boats. Yeah. I like the idea that you're part of Captain Pip and the, and the Roland Bones. Let's say yeah. Captain Pip is your captain, but you're just a lowly crew member on the, the Roland Bones. And um, you're trying to find the X on your map, which is for the last piece of flat mm. ground. Um, in this adventure, I imagine you would be pretty interested in scuttling the the holy rollers, I guess, on the way. How do we get them involved? Are they are they trying to find a place to play craps? Craps on the poop deck? That's gotta be something. That's something. <laughs> That's something, anybody? It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um Maybe each other's ship has like a different part of the map, like the map's been split up, like classic part. Uh, yes, okay, okay, and I so like you that. Put the map together by by stealing it from these other ships. Uh, right, you need the compass that points to it or whatever yeah. to steal directly from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're after something with the Holy Rollers. We're after something on the ghost ship. And the mm. last place is the, the bit of flat ground. They each have a different piece of the map. This is starting to feel like we have the broad strokes for a larger adventure. At, at mm. about this point, I call upon Jack. Um, indeed, uh, Jack's mum calls upon us all to yeah. go through a side salad, a little extra addition. Jack, a little context. Um, what has your mum given us? Rubicon, 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 Rubicon. <laughs> Rubicon. <laughs> uh, my mom has uh, prepared a series of additional prompts for us to consider. Um, these are sort of random. We, we haven't looked at them at all. It's, I guess, just to add a little bit of extra flavor, unprepared for, um, really get that those improv juices uh, going. Um, so I'm gonna. I've got a wheel here on my side. I'm gonna spin it. It's completely random. I promise. I'm not. Does it make a good sound? And if not, you provide a good tick 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 sound. So I'm gonna spin it, and then I'll tell you what we get. Making a sound. All right. So this might be difficult because it is. It's upside down. We have to apply that in some way to what we've prepared. Now it's upside down. This is upside down. What about um, I, I, yeah, what about our bottle ship? Yeah. Maybe the yeah. bottle ship is upside down. Huh? Well, what I was thinking was maybe like the like third act sort of thing. They like mm-hmm. get these two pieces of the map or whatever, or whatever sort of thing it is that lets them figure out where they're going. And yeah. then they they get there and like it's not there, and then they realize that the thing that they're looking at is upside down. Perhaps. The map is upside down. Famously. <laughs> Dice, both sides, will add to seven. So a six upside down is mm. a one. And a yes. five is a, is a two, and a four is a three, and a three is a four, and a two is a five, and a one is a six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe this, is, maybe this is like the hit, like they've got the map and like all the dice are labeled as like, because they're yeah. right numbers. They put dice down to represent the numbers. They have a base six system here. Uh, and, <laughs> and maybe it's just like, wait a minute. It's upside down. Mm. The dice are all upside down. They're meant to be red the other way around. This, and then like the six is a one, and the and someone who figures yeah. it out now has the real path to the final the table. Clue. Okay, yeah, that's like that's that. interesting. Really cool. there's, all there's, the like, numbers are there's like coordinates on on something that are laid out in dice, and there's yeah. like a bit of a pirate riddle with it. You know, that's like yeah, it does um, like a um yeah, just get one, just do one now. No. Quick pirate riddle. Quick pirate riddle. Go. <laughs> um, the tabletop is underneath. Mm. It just says that. Might need to be longer. That's a good um, riddle. <laughs> <a> good riddle. <laughs> you, 
Uh, it turns out that the doctor was his, was the mother. <laughs> it a, turns a, out. a woman can be a doctor too. <laughs> Did you know this one? <laughs> you have to ask one of them to lie to the other. Um, one uh, die always tells lies. The other one <laughs> always rolls dies. I don't know. I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm very drunk on rum. Scurvy. Um, um, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that we can work with that. Um, we'll, uh, we have a map that is misleading all of these goers. They're all fighting over the wrong place. But uh, you, the listener and your crew, are the, um, uh, the intrepid uh, buccaneers that are able to find the correct pathway to this beautiful Shangri-La, a flat table. Maybe a couple chairs, some Doritos. I don't know, yeah. some soft drinks. Um, yeah, yeah, the, that sounds good to me. The very tip of Everest. Now we is- do, yeah, the very tippy top of Everest, essentially, right? Um, <laughs> uh, my big question now is, now that we've laid out this general story, kind of the twos and fros, the general outline, we normally like to dive in and find a specific scene that we want to flesh out into something more spectacular. Um, Bill, you are the guest. What scene, what part of this story do you think could suffer a little creative writing. I mean, it's hard to avoid a heist, right? Mm. <laughs> a map heist? Yeah, That's it's, something it's, I say to myself every day. Members, right. yeah. <laughs> members of, of one crew heisting at the Holy Roller to yeah. try and steal the map that will lead to the final to the to the t- final table to the to the. Oh my God! It's mm. like Ocean's Eleven, except. All the Ocean's Eleven crew are grizzled it's, pirates. It's all oceans. It's, it's, a, it's oceans, a real ocean. Full stop. Oceans. Oceans. Infinity. oceans. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. One. Ocean's one. There's now one ocean. We're all on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think um, you're going to do the heist. They're trying to steal it. They they get to the map. They're like, but this is wrong. This is the same as our yeah. map. It's like, wait, no. This It's upside down. Wow, oh, upside true. Down. Okay, so and, and it's like they chase moment. it to the map. They get yeah. the last little piece of the map and they're like, this can't be right. You know, yeah. this leads in a big old circle. It doesn't go anywhere. It's like, wait, it's upside down. <laughs> exactly. The dice you, have to be flipped. You're like, you're holding your dice and you, you turn them over. Or, wait a minute. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully if we arrange this correctly, I'll be able to force you to write a pirate riddle. Yeah, so, let's do it. We can do that. Uh, I love this. Okay, cool. Um, well, absolutely. It will be the Roland Bones assaulting the Holy Roller for the uh, final piece of the map. It will be a ship that is also a casino. you got to bet that the roulette table isn't exactly fair on the waves. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm waiting. We've completely forgotten about ta- about about the tabletop wars. They're gone. They've no, it's we we're, we're, them the, in? the tabletop walls are kind of more like now the quest for the tabletop itself. Ah, it, right. I think if you think about it, really, without the climate emergency, the stuff, the tabletop wars that I mentioned at the start with like the LARPing at Gen Con, that's like killing Franz Ferdinand that starts World War One. Yeah, it. yeah. And we're right. now here, two hundred years later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very distantly. <laughs> um, uh, I imagine there are plenty of uh, conflicts, and we might be able to have more than just the Holy Rollers on board the Holy mm. Roller itself. Mm. Um, but uh, I am looking forward to seeing how a group of grizzled pirates pulls off uh, an Ocean's Eleven heist. Um, without any further ado, let's um, sail on through to the playtop. Sh- sail for home. Yeah, a, a, a vast. Ye there, 
fellow pirate mateys. Did I get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what they said. After a lifetime sailing the seas, you finally find a map to the world's last piece of land. But you're stuck inside the vault? What the heck? Rewind! The Earth has been devastated. It began with the 2024 Gen Con table riots and got more and more violent with each passing day. Blood filled the streets, war consumed all, and industry fell apart across the globe. With no active efforts to prevent global warming, the sea levels began to rise. Blind with tabletop rage, the countries of the world accelerated their offensives, realizing that flat tabletop space was fast becoming premium. Flash forward a thousand years, it is 3024, and you have spent your life aboard Captain Pip's vessel, searching for the legendary last piece of land. You've been told what it's like, steady land, but you can't imagine it. It's, it's like ice, you're told, but it isn't cold. Captain! Captain! Roller ahoy! You race out of your cavern to see it crest over the lapping horizon, an immense vessel towering up from the waves, gold inlaid, neon embellished, all the glamour of the 21st century Vegas Strip floating in the calm blue. Leathered from years of sea spray and sun, Captain Pip steps forward. The captain extends a looking glass to read the flashing neon on the side of the colossal gambling barge and then produces a sly grin. Prize fight, it says. The captain spits. Then his sly grin becomes a broad, yellowed smile. They want to fight, boys? Let's give it to them! <laughs> You and your fellow crew pull your dinghy up to the edge of the holy roller. The heavy boxing gloves chafe around the stump where your hook used to be. A ladder is flung down by those rollers and Charlemagne, the officious captain, welcomes you on board. Your bare feet sink into the plush red-gold carpet of the deck, a far cry from the coarse pitted wood you're used to. Charlemagne looks you all up and down. Only two of you will actually enter the ring, but you've billed yourselves as a troop, and by Triton's balls you look the part. You flex meanly, your muscles glistening with the oil you applied across your body as part of this ridiculous fight night costume. Charlemagne sniffs and beckons into the gleaming arcade of the Holy Roller. You walk past the elderly and wealthy gamblers. You see gold glinting, shimmering. The fever almost takes you, but you seek a greater prize. As the waves rock the boat, dice tumble off tables, and you hear a chorus of voices in unison. By the international waters going into convention laws, the dice falling out of play results in disqualification. The house wins again. 
The poor suckers grumble, and their games restart. You are led below, following Charlemagne into the secure depths of the Holy Roller. They lead you to a small room, and you hear the pound of feet and the echoing din of a crowd beyond. You fight, you take your money, and then you leave. They say, in a cold voice reminiscent of that bad guy from Ocean's Eleven. They spare a distasteful glance at your outfits, which, unbeknownst to them, hide all manner of tools of skullduggery and thieving. Their smile sours, they turn and walk out. You hear the crowd cheer, and moments later Charlemagne announces your wrestling troupe, and you step into the lights. Tiny Tim and Big Baz, the two crewmates who are actually slated to fight, climb the rope, shrug off their robes, and punch gloves. You turn away as the crowd begins to roar, and allow yourself a small smile. This is all going perfectly. You and Captain Pip begin to sneak towards the comically large vault door, shrugging off your own gloves and bearing the lockpicks you've hidden within. You get to picking the surprisingly uncomplicated lock. Turns out this vault is mostly just for show, while the captain stands in front of you, shielding you from the view of the crowd. Then you hear a sound which makes your heart drop. You wheel back around, looking back towards the ring, and there's Tiny Tim, holding a gun pointed directly at Big Baz's fresh corpse. Tim turns to you and the captain, a look of dull bewilderment painted across his doughy face. What? You said fight him! The crowd follows Tim's gaze, turning towards you just as the vault door swings open. You hear the click of a roof full of fleet pistols and grab the captain by the robe, pulling him back into the vault, the door swinging shut behind you. The vault walls are lined with treasures beyond your wildest dreams, and one thing that you've been dreaming of your entire life, the map. Dragging the scroll from the wall, you begin to unfurl it across a table sitting in the centre of the room. A table, unsteady and rolling gently with the waves, a sad mockery of what you've quested after your whole life. But that quest is coming to its end. The map is just ink and paper, but it seems to glow with a life of its own as you trace the fingers of your good hand across the path emblazoned across it. Bearings, distances, all marked with numerical dice, show you the path to the last flat table. But wait, this doesn't make any sense. The path doesn't lead anywhere. These numbers don't make any sense. But suddenly your eyes are drawn to the torn corner of the map to the scrawled letters forming half a message. You reach into your pocket and pull out the scrap of paper that started your quest. An unfinished message finally returned to where it came from. A message you can finally read. When young Jack Merchant went to sea, his crimes the king did rankle. And when they finally killed the boy, they hanged him by his ankle. What? You you were hoping for a clue or something meaningful, not a pointless rhyme from a washed-up sailor. Why would you care about a boy who died upside down? Wait, die? Upside down? 
Your eyes fly back to the map. All these numbers are drawn out on dice. Every bearing, every distance, marked by a die's pips. Pips. Captain Pip, you remember the first day you joined his crew and taking his required dice theory exams. Remember, you rapscallions, he cried. The opposite side of a die always add to seven. A six goes to a one, a five goes to a two, a four goes to a three, and vice versa. <laughs> Tracing the map's instructions once more, you realize why it makes no sense. The dice are upside down. The bearing of 634 should be 143. And that's not 15 nautical miles, it's 62. You found it. The true path to the last flat table. The true path to stability. The true path to balance. The true path to peace. All hail Matt Mercer. You were a mercer the whole time? He's a mercenary. That's oh. it. Oh, cripes. He's a mercenary. <laughs> I I gotta give you credit, Bill. That was a heck of a pirate riddle. Do you like yeah, my pirate riddle? He died really, on the It's really you, well you, you don't need to take a mulligan on that one. Yeah, he, he hanged him by his ankle. It's really good. It's He yeah, died it's, upside down. Not bad. I put you on the spot and you, you've delivered soundly. Very well done. Yeah, and I mean, gotta go give credit to like that Pips Captain Pip. Dice. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I started running out of time. It's like there you go. Dice is like a slumdog millionaire Pips. moment where he's like, yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, it's like, you know. <laughs> That's good stuff. Fantastic. Uh, very, very happy with what we've produced here this evening in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Unfortunately, it is about that time where we'll have to call it an end to the shift. Uh, before we do go. Um, I'd like to give Bill uh, one last chance, if you'd like. Would you just uh, give us a little plug here at the end? Uh, yeah, if you want to check out more of the things that I do, uh, you can find everything I do at consumethismedia.com. Uh, Escape This Podcast is a show for audio escape rooms. Solve This Murder is a show for murder mysteries uh, stumbled through in a ridiculous way and trying to be solved in real life. It's very hard, but a very fun listen. <laughs> Excellent. If you're uh, looking to some consume some media, head on through to consumethismedia.com. Is it a dot au? I don't even I don't even think it is. Let's get the specifics of the URL really ironed out. I yeah. think it's dot com. Excellent. Well, um thank you, is. Bill, and thank confirm. you all and thank you, Bill, and thank you all and sundry for joining us here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Um, if you have a prompt that you'd like us to turn into an episode, something like Fire and Dice, shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cooks for the socials. And uh, while you're there, uh, feel free to drop in, say hi, like, subscribe, let us know what you're enjoying. We'd love to hear from you. It's always nice. Thank you to Halizna for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And of course, thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thanks, mum. Uh, I've been Connor, your larder critto. I'm Dishbot playing the role of Jack. I've been Bill and it's been fun to be here. Thank you so much, Bill, for joining us tonight. I am Mitch the Monster Chef. Are we happy, boys? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs>
Connor, Jack, we want to in unison uh, hear, give our own version of that chorus of voices in unison so you have a chorus of voices yeah. to go with. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's let's give it a crack. Ready? Okay. <laughs> All right. One, we just got to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two, count us in. Three. By the, by the international, international water, 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 water,